Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. I'm said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbro from smalltownhomestead.com, and it's day 17 of our 30 days of homesteading Q&A where I reached out to some of the best bloggers and podcasters in the homesteading space to answer your questions about homesteading. And today we got a great question. Uh, I really do like this question. It's, uh, what's the best gun for hunting small game, shotgun or rifle, and what caliber? And uh, answering today's question is Greg Carter from the ruleeconomist.blogspot.com and also the host of the Bringing Rule Back podcast. Um, Greg's going to basically just talk about some advantages and disadvantages with some uh, small caliber rifles and some shotguns. Uh, talk a little bit about the ammunition, you know, the, the cost factor, and the gun's versatility. So, uh, Greg, what do you say? What gun do we need for hunting small game? This is Greg, the Rural Economist, sending in to answer the question, what is the best firearm for hunting small game? When Harold asked me if uh, I would answer this question, I was I, I was thrilled. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, the mere fact that somebody's asking this question means that they're one trying to learn a new skill, and two, hopefully, trying to increase their food sovereignty. Now, in order to answer this, I've got to make a few assumptions. One, I'm assuming that the person has never hunted before. Um, I'm assuming that they are trying to increase their food sovereignty because, you know, I would hope that you're planning on eating whatever animals you you take. Now, before I go into either one of the types of firearms that I would suggest, um, it is very important that you take a hunter safe course. Now, a hunter safety course is not going to teach you how to be uh, an efficient shot. It's going to teach you how to be safe, okay? Um, once you have taken the hunter safety course, even if you're old enough that you don't have to invest the money, it's a good idea, especially if you're not an avid shooter, okay? Um, then you're going to need to spend some time at the range, regardless of which one you do. Um, so... If you're going to do rifle, of course, you're going to do a steel range. If you're going to do a shotgun, you'll start off at the steel range and then eventually move to, like, sporting clays. All right. The next thing that we need to talk about is what type of game are you talking about taking? Um, In general, when somebody says small game, they're going to mean something along the lines of squirrel and rabbit. However, uh, small game pretty much everywhere, includes squirrel, rabbit, raccoon, possum, any number of things like that. And in the state of Alabama, feral is actually considered small game. They've got to be in these and they want to limit who can hunt it because if you've just got a small game license, which is a little cheaper, uh, and you're out in the woods and you see a feral hog, they want you to take a shot at it. Okay. All right. So first, we're going to talk about 
the 22 rifle first. Now, I would have said that the 22 rifle is preferred. That has changed a little, and I will explain why. 22 rifle are an inexpensive rifle. You can get a decent rifle, especially if you're willing to go used, um, $150, $200. Okay? Um, if you get a decent rifle, they can be incredibly accurate. You have long distances. You have very little recoil. Problem with the 22 rifle is, you know, it is your firearm. You've got to be able to hold a bead really well. And it has gotten to the point, due to political situations, that it is, uh, in some areas, quite challenging to find ammo for the 22. Okay? Uh, it's a real pain in the rear end, and, and I know it, and I hate it. Also, 22 ammo has gotten expensive even when you can find it. Okay? Uh, before I recorded this, I went online and I looked, and a brick, which is 500 rounds, will run you somewhere between $50 and $80, depending upon the name brand. Okay? See, I remember when I could pick up a brick of ammo for $11. $11 for 500 rounds. Sadly, those days are most likely over forever. Okay. But at the local gun shop and the local department store, um, the department store never has ammo. The local gun shop, they have ammo, but they limit how many boxes that you can buy, um, and it's gotten fairly expensive. So that's kind of nullified it. Now, there is a rifle that's a little bit smaller it's the 17. The 17 is a smaller round, but it's even more scarce, at least in our area. And it's really hard to come up with a rifle, so that's why I wouldn't even consider it. Next step would be a shotgun. Now, a shotgun has some advantages and some disadvantages over a rifle. Um, disadvantages are uh, distance, recoil, Initial cost, and really that's about it. Okay, um, with a 22 rifle, if you've got a decent scope on it or if you've got good eyesight, you can hit your target reliably with practice at 75 to 100 yards. Um, I can hit a target reliably at 100 yards with a 22 with steel sights all the time within like a two inch circle okay that's that's pretty good it's not great but it's pretty good okay um your shotgun it has a spread now what that is is inside each one of those shells is you have multiple pellets unless of course you get a slug and we're not even going to talk about that other than that because we're talking about small game the shotguns that i would suggest the calibers the gauges would be a 20 gauge or a 12 gauge. A 20 gauge is a little lighter load, um, meaning the shells aren't as big, there's not as much powder. Um, that means that there's going to be a little less recoil, and the firearms tend to be a little lighter. Now, when choosing a shotgun shell, the higher the number, the smaller the size of each pellet inside the shotgun shell, but the more pellets that are in there. So, to explain, double alt buck, 
for a 20 gauge has, if I remember correctly, nine pellets in it. When you go up to a number six shot, which is typically what you would use for squirrel and rabbit and possum and raccoon and all that stuff, um, it's got like 68 to 74 pellets in each shell. Okay, so you've got a spread. It's it's not it's it's more forgiving. You don't have to be as dead a shot in order to take your game. Um, there is more recoil, and the initial cost of your firearm it can be more. Okay. Um, now the reason that I like a shotgun is it's so multifunctional. A shotgun, you can use it to take deer, you can use it to take squirrel, you can use it to take rabbit, you can use it to bird hunt, uh, you can use it for waterfowl, turkey, wild hog, feral hog, home defense. You can use it for basically everything, depending upon what shot you choose. Okay? Now, if I were going to suggest this, if you were standing in front of me and I were talking to you, I would suggest either a pump or a semi-automatic. The reason that I would do so do so is because you have more rounds without having to reload. Now, a break-action shotgun is a wonderful thing. I have a break-action 410, which is a very small gauge shotgun, um, which I've probably put, I don't know, four or five hundred rounds through. I've killed a multitude of squirrel with it, but once you take that one shot, you've got to take the time, unless you have them have the shells in your hand, to dig out a shell, eject the old shell, put the new one in, and then go. A pump is basically that. You've got a pumping mechanism which ejects your spent casing or your spent shell. Um, a single barrel is going to have a lot of recoil or kick. Depending upon what type of shell it is, that'll determine how intense that kick is. Okay, um, I, I wouldn't try to scare anybody away from them, but you know, a light-framed person with a magnum shell for a 12 gauge, the kick can be significant. So that's something to consider. Um, I like Remington shotguns. Okay, now the reason that I like Remington shotguns is because I've used them basically my whole life. Uh, the Remington 870, the sporting shotgun, has a 28-inch barrel. It's really good. It's really reliable. You're looking at mm, $350 new for a Remington 870. So you can... You know, expect to find a good used one for the upper 200s. If you're lucky, less, but, you know, you gotta check its movement and everything, make sure everything's working properly. The, uh, the semi-automatic, which is actually what I own, is a Remington 1100. Now, a Remington 1100 was on the list of the top 100 best firearms in history. Uh, the new 1100s, I'm not as big a fan of those as I was the original 1100s. My 1100, I have had it for, yes, 32 years. 
I have put thousands upon thousands of rounds through it. Um, it has never failed me a single time. So that's something that's that's pretty important to me is reliability. Okay. Um, so, but if you're going to buy a new one, you're looking at a thousand dollars. You can find a good used one for the six to seven hundred dollar range. So that's why I wanted to cover them both. Um, you can shoot quickly, a little more accurately with a semi-auto, but after you've put some time in and some practice in, it's, you can shoot a pump pretty stinking quick. So, um, if I had to give you a single recommendation, it would be a pump or a semi-automatic shotgun in either 20 or 12 gauge. Now, there are other gauges. There's the 410, which I mentioned. There's a 16. There's a 28. There's a 32 gauge shotgun. Once you get into the obscure gauges, the ammo becomes difficult to find and expensive. You can find 410 ammo most any department store or gun shop, but it's be normally a twice what a 20 gauge or a 12 gauge box of shells run. So um, that's why I would just the 20 or the 12. Um, there is some recoil or, or, or kick, but it's just 20 and you go a semi-auto, uh, it's not going to be too bad. Now, the reason that the semi-auto is better with recoil is because um, part of the combustion, part of the act is the ejection. Okay? All right. Get out there. Enjoy it. Learn a new skill. Learn how to skin that animal. Learn how to process that animal. Learn how to cook it. It's a skill well worth learning. I wish everybody would, honestly. Okay? All right. Great answer, Greg. Thank you for that. I think I think you're dead on on everything you said there. I'm going to add a gun to it. I mean, I think those are – I think what you said about the 22 and the ammunition issue, I mean, I'm, I feel exactly the same way. I used to always take my, my 22 – uh, and, uh, you know, hunt with that for squirrel, especially I, squirrels, a thing I love to do. I mean, I just love squirrel hunting. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would use my 22 rifle, but man, ammunition has went through the roof and, uh, I do enjoy a 410, but, uh, to be honest, when you take the longer shots, sometimes I've had, uh, squir- I've knocked squirrels out of trees and they took off running. So, you know, sometimes the 410 on a long shot doesn't quite pack the punch you need. So I agree with you, 12-gauge, 20-gauge, and I do like my 12-gauge. I love the versatility of it because not only can I use it for the small game, but I can also use it for deer hunting as well. So, uh, yeah. Now, I recently uh, purchased an air rifle. And, you know, I I had one when I was a kid, a pump, you know, uh, pellet gun and and it worked pretty good. You know, you get to pump that thing up about 20 times or something. I don't know. And uh, get a lot of pressure out of it. But I recently bought one of these new uh, brake barrel single shot uh, 22. Shoots about 1,200 feet per second. This isn't a toy, folks. This gun is serious. And I'll tell you what I really like about it is the ammo is so cheap. I mean, you can buy those pellets so cheap. I mean, 500 for like 4 bucks or something. I mean, it was a... 
you know, I just bought some at Walmart or whatever. And the accuracy on this thing is amazing. I mean, I took a squirrel hunting a couple times this year, and I've been blown away by it. I mean, it just you can knock squirrels out of treetops easy with this thing. And uh, I've been pretty impressed by it. So um, I think that the air rifle might be a way to go for small game as well. Uh, a disadvantage, of course, with this thing is it's heavy. I mean, it's a it's a very long gun, and it's a very heavy gun. I mean, it's about four. The one I have is about four feet long, and it's really heavy too. And you could you know carrying around a woods all day. It, it's a it's a big gun, but boy, is it it's fun to shoot. It really is, and it's a single shot, so you know you need to break the barrel down to load it. That's a little bit of a disadvantage, but I think uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's like I said, it's not a toy. It's a great little weapon for for hunting squirrel and rabbit, and uh, I think it'd be a gun that uh, you should consider, um, if nothing else, because of the ammo costs. So that's eh, just another one I'll throw in there, but absolutely, Greg. Thank you for your recommendations there. I really want you to go check out Greg's um, website, therulleconomist.blogspot.com. It's a great site. He has a fantastic podcast. I think you'll really enjoy it, uh, Bringing Rural Back. In the show notes, I'll have links to all of Greg's information. Uh, check him out. Yeah, he's got some great stuff going on over there at uh, The Rural Economist. If you want to see the show notes for this page, go to smalltownhomestead.com slash smallgame. Make sure you check back with us in a couple days. We're going to have another awesome question and answer. And until then, happy homesteading. God bless. Thanks for listening. To see the show notes for this podcast or listen to other podcast episodes, go to smalltownhomestead.com. There you can also read our blog, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, and take advantage of the many resources we make available to help you along in your homesteading journey. Please share this podcast and help us to carry out our mission of helping others to homestead today for a better tomorrow.